This is Eric. And this is Tess. And you're listening to Same Team, y'all. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> What's this? It's YA literature. What's this? What's this? <laughs> this looks depressing for sure. What's this? What's it was Freya's first drag show. <laughs> Baby's this first is, drag this show. This is where I... Uh, this Long story, Freya's first drag show. She figured out real quick what the dollar bills are for. Just sit. Slow that mind. Whatever you're pondering, whether it's a work thing, whether it's a thing at home, whether it's anything at all, you already know the answer. You just haven't remembered it, you know? Oh, it's a beautiful night in this neighborhood. So many people have helped me to come to this night. Some of you are here, some are far away, some are even in heaven. All of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you just take, along with me, 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are. Those who have cared about you and wanted what was best for you in life. 10 seconds of silence. I'll watch the time. whomever you've been thinking about, how pleased they must be to know the difference you feel they've made. You know, they're the kind of people television does well to offer our world. May God be with you. And now we're both crying. Good way to start off the podcast. Uh, the quote of the episode was provided by uh, none other than Fred Rogers at his acceptance speech uh, at the 1997 uh, Emmy Awards. Uh, oh boy, our right? neighbor, Mister <sighs> Rogers. And I know, I, I don't know. We, neither one of us has seen the the documentary. That's is it still in theaters? Uh, it might still be not in any theaters around us. Yeah, unfortunately. so we'll have to wait until it comes out. On on box office to, or DVD to cry. I know. Some more. I know. We're, we're we're listening to the quote and we're just like staring at each other. <laughs> it's uh something really special, right? That man. You know, I uh think I mentioned that I've been watching a few of the episodes with Freya and like this man, it, he he could just like hold a pile of garbage and talk about it as if it was the most beautiful thing on earth. You know. What a great guy. We need to somehow find a way to bring our energy back up. Or we can stay chill again. It's just now we're just like, oh, man, you know. Um, 
This is Eric. This is Tess. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast, uh, which is called Same Team, Y'all. Uh, the podcast where two... I need to dry my eyes, actually. Here, let me get your tissue. <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's an episode where uh, two librarian best friends, uh, Tess and myself, talk about stuff that we're loving. Thank you so much. You keep these tissues around just for me. Yeah. Uh, talk about tales from the library and also life lessons that we've learned along the way. We do this to make the world a better place um, to the best of our abilities. Do you still have stuff in your mug? I don't. But let's Is it bad it luck anyway. to clink in an empty mug? I don't think so. There it is. <laughs> How's your uh, Fortnite been, Miss Tess? It's been okay. Yeah, it's been okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's good How's to hear. Your, How's your Fortnite been? I think, and I just, this is fresh in my mind because I finished editing our cast, like our last episode, like yeah. date of recording not too long ago, uh-huh. you know, like a week ago. So I'll give the same answer. Um, uh, emotionally um, difficult. So, oh, really? Yeah. Again? Oh, yeah. I was hoping it was better for you. Uh, some days are good, some days are bad. Oh. But um, this, uh, uh, recording this cast with you is fun. That's good. <laughs> yeah, this is very nice. Yeah. Um... I have uh, an update from Twitter. A Twitter update? Well, you know that Mrs. Binks oh, yes. made a really uh, amazing piece of art Mrs. Binks, thank you so much. Thank you so... Me so much. That was a beautiful song that you just sang. Uh, um, for new listeners, Mrs. Binks is, uh, can I say friend of the cast? She is, very officially. Good, very good friend of the cast. Uh, she's been anointed as a friend of the cast. Um, and <laughs> We've she, just dumped her. She, she, she draws uh, artwork with featuring Jar Jar Binks. And is it supposed to be herself or another character? I don't know. I think it's herself is it with herself? Jar Jar Binks. It's Mrs. Yeah. Binks and Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. And um, doing kind of uh, like... Kind of like uh, friendly things. Thank you. I was going to say romantic things. It sounds like that's dirty, but no, they're family friendly romantic things <laughs> and friendly things. And she drew a wonderful picture of both Tess and myself hanging out with the one and only Jar Jar Binks. So it's it's officially canon yes. that you and I know Jar Jar Binks. Yes. So, and that we're all on the same team. Oh my goodness. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, um, Talk like a Jar Jar Day, talk like Jar Jar Binks Day would have passed. Um, at date, it is uh, for future reference August nineteenth. So talk like a Jar Jar Day. Yeah, this Sunday for you and I, you know, in the yes. in the past for our listeners is talk like a Jar Jar Day. Do you have any special uh, plans for? Talk <laughs> no, like I don't a Jar Jar have Day? any special plans. No, no, neither do I. Although I do think it's funny that in our area it is uh, that Sunday is the Country Life Festival. Oh, so, wait. Are you going to go and talk like Jar Jar the whole day? Yeah, I, there might be other people there, too. Hopefully. Yeah, other, yeah, so. I have one more Twitter update, and mm-hmm. that's uh, apparently another good friend of the show, our friend Steve-O, yes. has been under the weather. Yeah, uh, apparently you... he had a chest uh, infection or something like well, that. So. I hope that he is feeling much better. Yeah, I um, I hope so. I, th- he, I think he tweeted out recently, so he's at least good enough to move his fingers. Okay, So I hope he is okay. Um, um, 
I, he, remember a few episodes ago, I, one of the stuffs I was loving was the Slow Burn podcast. Yeah, I do remember And that. I was pretty sure that it was Steve-O who recommended it to me, but then I stalked his Twitter and I couldn't find it. Yes. Um, well, he said that it was him who recommended it, but it was on Facebook that he recommended it. So I was supposed to be stalking his Facebook. Mystery solved yes right and i just quick update about slow burn season two just started clinton uh, the clinton administration and remember i said something to the effect of like i don't know how good that's gonna be i bet it i think your exact quote was i bet it's boring yeah i was wrong yeah is it really good it's very very interesting and i think you should all go listen to it and i hope that steve-o has been enjoying it during his chest infection i hope he's yeah. feeling better and i hope that um oh he also he had also tweeted somewhat recently that um you remember a few episodes ago we said that we used to podcast for money but now yeah. we do it for the craft and he kind of misheard us and thought that we had done it for the crack which is a, a irish slang term for fun <laughs> Which I was really excited to see him use it because I've only ever seen it in a book that I read one time. I didn't know. I had to look it up. When, he, when I saw his tweet, yeah. I didn't know what that was. Well, I had to look it up. I only knew it because I made an effort this year to read books about people from other countries. And, oh, cool. And who have had, like, different, um, like, who have different backgrounds than me, who, like, who have lived different lives from me because I want to kind of, like, expand my cultural awareness and i read a novel about a a, like a young man in ireland and his family and really the only thing i learned about ireland from reading that book was that they have many different words for fun and many different words for idiot you know what though that's really telling because i think you can learn a lot about a culture about how many words they have for a certain thing right they have lots and lots of ways to say having fun and they have lots and lots of ways to call someone an idiot well pal uh steve-o friend of the cast um if if your land that you hail from is filled with much fun and much idiots please let us know um and uh for for new listeners our twitter handle is at same team y'all if you would like to stay abreast of all uh all of the twitter updates all the twitter updates uh please uh lots of fun stuff going on on twitter yeah yeah Yeah. well i've been trying to do hashtag Frey day for Freya. Ah, That's what I've been trying. My Frey, daughter Freya. Frey, 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 Frey day. Frey, I mean, Friday's already her day. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so Friday was named after the Norse goddess Freya. Yeah, so <laughs> that's your Norse fact of the day. Uh, Tess, would you like to discuss some stuff we're loving? Let's do it. This is the stuff that we love. We love. This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love so much. Yeah. Excellent, guys. This is the segment Stuff We Love, where we talk about stuff that we're loving. And I, before we get into it, I should mention, boy, how great was it that we had so many emails, right? And also, the they best. were so nice. Our listeners are phenomenal. We have amazing I listeners. wish we could have, like, a big 
slumber party with all of our <laughs> listeners that would be so much and we can fun. all get a bunch of uh, and we're all wearing like big P- big floppy pjs and we can all sit on a big couch and and cuddle up under a big blanket and watch and all our favorite movies make pillow forts and, <laughs> and make and eat s'mores yeah oh man we all be wearing our our same team y'all buttons uh, yeah i mean it was super nice did you want to go first or should no. I? You go first. I'll go first. So uh, first thing I've got on the stuff I'm loving and um, it, I should mention that uh, listeners, you, you may notice I, I try to pick a couple like different types of things, like not always TV shows and not always movies, not always my daughter, but often my daughter and, and experiences <laughs> I've had with my daughter. Um, but I don't always pick books, but I, I am when I have time reading. And this stuff that I'm loving is, is a book called Getting Things Done for teens take control of your life in a distracting world by david allen new york times best-selling author are you familiar with this book or the adult book it's based off of um i feel like i went to a training at some point based off of the getting things done book for grown-ups but it's been a long time yeah i refresh my memory i had never heard of it before and um and I saw it on the shelf, and yeah, I think it's it's based off an adult book you that's supposed to kind of help you kind of like organize your life and your goals, and and probably like most importantly for a lot of people like their work stuff, right? Like your your regular deluge of emails and and to do tasks that you've got coming in. And I, I grabbed it because even though this is the fourteens book, so while I'm reading it, a lot of stuff is like, boy. You sure you probably got a history paper coming up, don't you? Are you real <laughs> nervous about the prom? You know, I like often I like reading the nonfiction, the the teen and and children's version of nonfiction books because it gives you the the gist of it without needing to really get through a lot of stuff. Uh-huh, yeah, like my favorite way to read biographies are children's biographies. Like I read one on Elon Musk. It was, you know, good, like, 200 pages or so. Not as big as probably, like, the book it was based off of. But I felt like I got everything I needed to learn about about Mr. Musk. And uh, <laughs> without needing, like, 300 extra pages about, you know, his, his life in South Africa. Um, but anyway, I, um, I finished this book just over a weekend because it's like a workbook, like, that you would, like, fill in with, with details. But um, it just of it getting – the getting things done or as the cool kids say – as David Allen says, all the cool kids say, mm-hmm. um, the GTD method is essentially uh, you capture everything that is in your life, whether you're in your inbox and in your email or things that you need to do like around the house or even thoughts in your head. You capture them on a piece of paper. Step two is clarify how many of those things are actionable, how many of them you don't need to do anything for. And then of the ones that are actionable, uh, how many can you delegate and stuff like that. And, uh, and then um, – no, I don't even remember all my steps. Three is organize, organize them into lists. Uh, four is review, and then five is engage. But anyway, I, I love this book though because it, it, even though I'm kind of using for the past week like a modified version of his method because I don't, you know, everyone's everyone's particular situation is different. Um, it's been really helpful just kind of having a list of action items and being able to use just like his general model to uh, like organize my my thoughts. Is you know. The GTD things, like if it takes 
less than two minutes, just go ahead and do it right One away. One of his things is if you're looking at your capture list, as he calls it, <laughs> and one of the things is actionable and it takes less than two minutes, do it that moment. Yeah, yeah that's. You know? I think that's the only thing from the training yeah. that I still do. Like That's good I, advice, though. When I though. put something on a to-do list, if I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I could do that right now, I just go ahead and do it. Yeah, right just away. knock yeah. it out. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to work best when I have like some kind of like model or like I like he draws like the step to clarify where you're kind of like looking at all the stuff you've captured and deciding what you need to do with it it's like this really cool model of like stuff going in one pipe and I don't know if this is in the grown-up book or if we did this to be for the teenagers and like up is like stuff you need to do and down is stuff you don't need to do but you could possibly save because uh, it's important or throw away and stuff like that. and like that's like really helpful even if I don't stick to it perfectly, like for just to organize when you get an email, because sometimes I get an email like at work. And mm-hmm. I don't know if this happens to you, Tess. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Yeah. Do I delete it? Is this important? Yes. Do I need to do? Why am I CC'd on this? Yes. Amen. Brother. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at this and this has helped a lot where I got <laughs> boom and it feels good. You get that email. Not important. Deleted. Deleted. You know, but Deleted. <laughs> Deleted, <laughs> deleted. But I don't know. I, I um, I'm actually reading a couple other things that are that are fiction, really fun YA fiction that I might save for another episode. Um, but I, I picked this book in particular just because I, I don't read um, like books about like, uh, what's the word? What would this fall under? Like organizational yeah, work stuff. Yeah. Too often. But I thought it was written in a really good way that uh, like gave you the gist. I knocked it out in a weekend. You know, I'm not a particularly fast reader. And uh, uh, I actually should mention, though, that David Allen is the author, but then it does say with Mike Williams and Mark Wallace. So I feel like David Allen probably wrote the grown up one. And then Mike Williams and Mark Wallace probably like are the ones who actually adapted it for teens, I think, just to give full credit to to everyone involved. But uh, uh, getting things done for teens and adults that don't have a lot of time to read is a <laughs> stuff that I'm loving. Nice. Um, let's see. What's my stuff that I'm like? What are you loving? I oh, I remember you oh, sent me a text. Yes. Right? Okay, I think I've got it in my head. I think I, I got it. I, I remember now. <laughs> I'm actually very excited Look to talk laughing. about this. Um, so, I had never seen the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen this movie? I think is Pee-wee's Big Adventure the first one. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. This is the first movie with Pee-wee Herman, and it is. If you don't know who Pee-wee Herman is, um, that's surprising. I feel like a lot of people know who Pee-wee Herman is. I guess he's like a is. like a pop icon in a yeah. way. He had a television show for children that ran for many years in the late 80s to early 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, that, and there was a movie called Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is about Pee-wee Herman's bike that gets mm-hmm. stolen. And then he goes on a cross-country trip to recover his bicycle. And then... Um, so I watched that movie and I enjoyed it immensely, like way more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. Really what happened was, what happened was, I 
Brett referenced... Was Brett telling you you need he, to watch it? He or? referenced the movie, and I forget what exactly, in what context he referenced it, but I didn't know what he was talking about. And he was like, have you not seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure? And I was like, no, I have not seen this movie. And he was like, this is unacceptable. You must Is watch it on it. the same level as... Here, let, let me see how well I remember Brett. What's my Brett knowledge? Uh, is it on the same level as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles... <laughs> And uh, Commando and Blade Runner and Goonies. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, he was like, you should see this movie. It's a, it's kind of a modern classic. It was uh, one of Tim Burton's first films, the famous director Tim Burton. And he Oh, was, I've heard of him. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and he, he was like, I feel like you should see this movie just so you can, like, know cultural references to, Pee-wee, to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So he was helping you out, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. and it'll just be something fun to kill time on an afternoon. So I'm guessing you loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. And so he was like, did you know that they made another movie with Pee-wee Herman? They made a movie called Big Top Pee-wee, mm-hmm. where Pee-wee has a circus. And I was like, no, we must watch it immediately. So we watched Big Top Pee-wee. No, did, I don't know if I've seen the one. Is that the one? Did that come out like around the same time or like years later? It came out later? years later. And it's a but different... But still years ago. Yes, but years ago. Okay. <laughs> um, and it uh, is a different continuity than Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's like a different, like it's still Pee-wee Herman, but this Pee-wee lives on a farm. It's another timeline. <laughs> yes, it's a different timeline. Mm-hmm. And this Pee-wee lives on a farm and he, and a circus comes to town and he, basically he helps the circus, like the circus is struggling and he helps the circus like get back on its feet. So it's basically the greatest showman. Yeah. <laughs> guess because i haven't seen the great oh yeah okay yeah (laughs) and um and it's also a love story because peewee has a girlfriend but they're like in a rut Mm. and then peewee falls in love with an exotic trapeze artist we've all been there yeah and um and then brett said did you know that they made a third peewee movie not too long ago, like only a few years and ago, and it was like a Netflix for Netflix. So I, so I, I've seen the first one like years ago, <laughs> and then I don't know if I've seen the second one, but I've definitely seen the third one, and that was one where Amanda and I we put it in, and she was like, "Okay, let's see what's going." On. I'm hanging out with like Amanda and my mom, and we put, it, and by the end we were like, "That was a great movie." <laughs> You know? <laughs> so Brett was like, well, apparently Pee Wee Herman had like a resurgence a few years ago. Pee Wee Herman did a Broadway show. And then I guess there was n- renewed interest in Pee Wee Herman. So he, they Netflix did a Pee Wee Herman movie with Joe Manganiello mm-hmm. of True Blood and Magic Mike f- fame. And in this movie, Pee Wee's Big Holiday, it's another continuity. Another timeline. It's like a multiverse, yes, essentially. The Pee Wee multiverse. Pee Wee alternate Pee-wee, cinematic universe. Pee Wee lives in a small town and works at a diner, and Joe Manganello comes to town and befriends Pee Wee Herman and invites him to his birthday party. But Pee Wee has to get from his town to New York City. So it's another yes. cross country adventure. Um, with lots of mishaps yeah. along the it's way. It's a good one. I, we all and end up enjoying it. Ensue. And I thought it was great. I thought it was really funny um, and uh, heartwarming. And um, I, so I watched the entire Pee Wee trilogy 
over the past fortnight, and I really enjoyed them. And so Pee-wee, the Pee-wee trilogy is the stuff I've been loving. <laughs> is it, was, were you going in blind? Like, what did you know about Pee-wee before? I watched the Pee-wee's Playhouse TV show oh, okay. when I was a kid. So I was familiar with Pee-wee Herman. Like, I, but I was mostly just familiar with yeah. his work as a children's entertainer. I was not familiar with, um, the movies yeah. at all. So interesting. I I remember when I did watch a little bit of the Playhouse when I was a kid, like his TV show, but it always kind of bothered me because like everything in his house was alive. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, who's feeding the couch? <laughs> right. I remember thinking to myself, like, who who's taking care of all these things? They have to watch him eat all day. His TV sh- his TV show is bizarre. Yeah. And I've actually. Um, it is on Netflix, this TV show, and I've watched, like, a few episodes, like, for nostalgia sh- sake, like, since I've had this, like, peewee resurgence yeah, in my life. Yeah. Um, and, like, watching it, I'm like, yes, I do remember, like, Cowboy Curtis and, like, Tito the Pool Guy and so Puppet Land and... Uh, and the toys, the weird toys and the, the dinosaurs that lived in his wall. It's very, very strange... Um, but then I started thinking about it and I started thinking I was a really weird kid when I was a kid and I liked really weird stuff. Like my favorite Disney movie. Now I was a little bit older when it came out, but my favorite Disney movie by far of all the Disney movies. Wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't say anything. Is it still true? Or was it just your favorite when you were a kid? It's probably still true. Is? Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Great movie. It's a great movie, but it's bizarre. It's very weird. And, like, so I was a weird kid. I liked weird stuff. So, like, it makes sense that I would like that TV show. Whenever I'm, um, whenever I'm, like, kind of, like, between books and I know I've got some time to read and I'm, like, I go into the library (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to look for a book, right? Uh-huh. I always think of, remember that scene where Jack Skellington finds all the, the doors <laughs> in the trees? Yeah. And he's like standing there and there's there's Easter land and Christmas town and all that. And he, he can go anywhere to go. I always think of that scene. Like I'm just in the aisles at the library. I'm just like, I can go anywhere. Am I going to go? Am I going to medieval times? Am I going to the future? Am I going to this? And it always makes me think of like, oh my goodness, anything. What's this? <laughs> What's this? It's YA literature. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> this looks depressing for sure. What's this? What's this? Okay, anyway. Um, the next thing I'm loving is um, I am <laughs> I am not a confident uh, cook. I'm not confident in my cooking abilities. Um, I don't know. I saw that cottage cheese um, <laughs> a goldfish snack oh, that boy. you made yourself I do with really, wasabi peas. I do really like putting crunchy things inside cottage cheese that was that is pretty a, creative that's a thing i do really like <laughs> yeah it was goldfish crackers and wasabi peas and oh boy was it good but um i've recently i had a free a free week that's how they get you on a hello fresh have you heard of this? i've heard of hello yeah fresh. i've never tried it it's like um how do you describe it like uh they send you they send you ingredients they send you ingredients and a recipe and basically for like three meals a week and the, the way they kind of like hook you, as some people would say, is they give you like a free week first and then 
see if you stick with it or see if you forget to cancel it. And uh, they actually sent it. It was really weird. They sent it. It had my name, but it was a library's address. They sent it to me at work, you know, which I get some stuff with my name at the library, but it's usually like uh, scholarly, like journals, like library journals or stuff like that. Never like a personal ad. So I was like, let me give this a shot because... Like I said, I'm not super I – I can cook, like, on my own, like, a few basic meals. But, like, lately, I would say probably for the past 18 months or so, it's been very difficult to find time to cook, like, actual meals. Um, You're a dad now. You don't have time well, to Well, it's, it's difficult to do – do that, like, when you're watching a kid and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then by the time Freya goes to sleep, it's kind of hard to, you know. And then if you're not confident in your cooking abilities, then do you even want to cook? Right. Link cuisine is right there. Yeah. And technically that is, and you know what, before I, before it sounds like I'm, I'm bashing Link cuisine, thank you Link cuisine company, because if it wasn't for you, Amanda and I may have starved in the first three months of my daughter's life. <laughs> so thank you so much Link cuisine. But, um, so I, I, I enrolled in the free week and, um, I've really been digging it. They send you the ingredients. They all look really nice. You get a recipe. I'm most impressed with how the recipes are written because they are written in such a clear and concise way. And it probably helps that all your ingredients are already like measured out, you know? So like it says, chop up the tomatoes. You don't have to be like, how many tomatoes? Just chop up whatever they gave you. You know what I mean? Put the seasoning in. How much do I put in? We gave you the right amount, dummy, you know? (laughs) And I've really been digging it. So I end up staying with it. And uh, it's been nice because I end up with meals that look really nice, I would say, restaurant quality or better that I've made with my own hands. Now, I know you don't like the word vegetarian, Uh, but (laughs) I I noticed that you haven't been eating meat lately. Have you been getting non-meat meals from HelloFresh? Hello, so I know like HelloFresh is like one of a couple different companies Uh that do this. I think Blue Apron is probably like the most famous maybe. I don't know. And then there's another one. Uh, HelloFresh has like, yes, to answer your question, they've got like classic meals, which basically means like every like you've got no major restrictions, right? And then they have vegetarian, uh huh, yeah, <laughs> meals. Well, I, I would like to call them meat alternative meals. I don't know. I don't know why you don't like the word vegetarian. I, um, but no, I know you're sensitive about it. So. I, I don't. Well, it's. I think what it is is. I know the little like, tangent is. I've spent <laughs> 33 years of my life eating meat. And not just eating meat, but like loving it. Like uh-huh. love like when I told my mom why well, didn't even I think Amanda told my mom that like, by the way, he's not eating meat, so if you guys go out to go somewhere, keep that in mind, you know? And my mom was like, Eric, she goes, But you love steak. You know? Yeah. She was like, I've seen you eat steak and like the joy on your face. Yeah. And this, when you eat salmon, like you're like you're just so happy, you know? And uh I, I don't know. I mean I mean you're right. I guess I the word vegetarian isn't bad. I just feel like sometimes it comes with uh and maybe this is negative connotation. I think so. Maybe I'm maybe I'm incorrect in that feeling, but I kind of feel that it kind of does. But I mean, if the word vegetarian simply means that you don't eat meat, then that is what I am. But I do know some vegetarians also eat fish, but don't eat like Those red meat. Okay, see, I I don't know, and that is not me. Like mm-hmm. I don't eat any any animals. Um, but to answer your question, yes, they do. So, and they're really good. Good enough too that my lovely wife, who 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 still like you partakes know, of par- the meat. partakes in the flesh of creatures, uh, the uh, <laughs> has has enjoyed some of the meals that I that I made. And th- so, what happens? I get three a week, and they're for two people. So each meal you get designed for two people. And if Amanda's not into it, I'll leave it out. She's not into it. I wrap it up. And I've got leftovers for the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, so it works out. But it's just been really nice because I've, like I said, I've never felt like 
really like sure about yeah. my ability to create food you know and the kind of like nice tasting food that looks nice uh and i feel like hello fresh because what's nice is when you're done with what they've given you you still have the recipe right you can go out and buy the ingredients you know like yeah. a regular recipe and you've already done a test run like it was training wheels they gave you the right portion so now you have the confidence right like i have the confidence to go out and just make that recipe again on mm-hmm. my own and it's i didn't realize how I don't want to use the word like afraid of cooking, but maybe that is kind of how nervous I was when I was cooking, especially for other people. I was until I really started doing this. Mm -hmm. And I realized like once you get over that, maybe the thing I'm loving even more than HelloFresh is getting over that kind of like fear, you know. I made quesadillas. You know, for if anyone's cooking and they're like quesadillas, that's real easy. You just put the thing. I never made quesadillas before. It's really cool, you know. So uh, HelloFresh is a thing I'm loving. Nice. Um, I also have a book that I have been loving. Oh, this that's past great! Night. Two yes. books, couple of librarian nerds up in here. Is <laughs> yours? Nerds in here. <laughs> What's your book about? All right. So this book is called "The Lamb Will Slaughter the Lion." Phenomenal title, by and the way. It is, it's very good. It is by the author's name is Margaret Kiljoy. Okay. Um. So it's about a young woman. Her name is Danielle Kane, and her best friend has committed suicide. Okay. And this was a shock to her. Like, it came out of nowhere. There were, there didn't seem to be any warning signs. Mm. And um, the last known whereabouts of her friend, the last place that her friend spent a lot of time was this place called Freedom, Iowa, this town. Okay. So she decides she's going to go there. And see if she can basically solve the mystery of her friend's death. Like, why did he feel like he needed to do this? Maybe the answers are in Freedom, Iowa. So she goes to Freedom. And she finds basically a town of squatters. So this town was abandoned. And a bunch of homeless people. It's like a ghost town, essentially? Yeah. And a bunch of homeless people moved in. Okay. And they all have just been taking care of each other. Like, they f- they have, like, a utopian society, essentially. They just, like, they farm the land. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, a free market where they, like, give each other stuff. And there's no money. There's no government. Um, and they're all just, like, living. And they're just, like, ignored by, like, the law. Yeah. Okay. And um, she's. Where does this fall? Like, not that labels aren't important, but where does it fall? What labels have the library given this book? Um, so this, what section? This book isn't in. This book is not available through our library currently. Okay. Um, okay, so it is like a. I would call it a fantasy or science fiction novel. I'm getting to the fantasy part. Okay. Is it, <laughs> is there a story behind why we don't have it? Yes. It is um, published by Tor. Okay. And Tor um, recently decided that they weren't going to give their books, their recently published books to libraries. Oh, that's right. I did yeah. read about this. Okay. Uh, they were going to wait. I believe there's like a six to nine month waiting period before we get their books. And it's, it's all books. I believe it's the, their ebook. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So and, um, why don't we have the physical book then? I, I don't know why we don't have the physical yeah. book. Um, uh, conspiracy. <laughs> Maybe. Conspiracy. We just need to request it. We need to put our sleuthing hat on. Okay, not to derail you. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. So since we didn't have the ebook, I had heard a lot about this book, so I just went ahead and bought myself a copy. It sure. was like 
three ninety nine okay. to get a copy from my Kindle. Okay. Um, Sounds pretty interesting okay. so far. So she goes to this town and they're living this like utopian society, right? Okay, but there's a catch. The catch is, so she finds friends of her friend. Like, they're like, oh, my God, you're Danny. Clay used to talk about you all the time. And um, she's like, yeah, um, Clay's dead, and I'm kind of trying to figure out, like, what happened to him. And, you know, I know he lived here with you guys. And and they're, they're so they're kind of giving her, like, yeah, we all moved here. And, well, you knew about Clay's magic, right? <laughs> And she's like, that's a um, great thing to casually drop. By the way, you know about his magic. She was like, um, yeah, like I know Clay used to talk about endless spirits, but that was just like a metaphor. That was just right? a Clay thing. And they were like, oh no, Clay summoned an endless spirit to protect the town. And that's why we can live a utopian. That's why we have this like society. Oh, like the spirit keeps so, the police away. So yeah, the backstory to the town is that everybody moved there and they were all living this like cool free love life. And then there a guy came to town and he tried to kind of exert control. Okay. Like he was like, oh, there's no police. There's no government. I'm going to control everyone. Okay. And, um, I and think then we everyone, all know a person like that. And maybe. then everyone <laughs> was like bummed out and thinking they had to leave the town. And so clay and a couple other people did this like summoning ceremony and they summoned the spirit it's a red deer with two antlers on one side and another antler on another side great imagery and as soon as it was summoned it immediately killed this guy because like it stabbed him with his yeah, horns or well, antlers. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I was gonna I'm say gonna, if, if listeners, yeah, if listeners are much. interested, like, are we halfway through the book? No, is there still a lot of meat to this book? No, that, this all happens like this is all like within like the first few pages of the story. Okay, good. I am okay. just giving okay, you good. The I was I was worried because if you know someone's into it. Oh I don't no, want to spoil I am it. just giving you the background. You're just the tip of the red here. I, red I am deer just, antler. It, I am just giving you like the juice. of of the story like i'm not even getting to the meat of the story all right so so um so this this spirit preys upon predators and it also like raises prey from the dead like as she's walking into the town she sees like an undead rabbit and she's like i didn't just see that but then she realizes oh my god yeah i did and like as they're all talking like she witnesses the spirit like murder somebody before her very eyes what she comes to find out is that clay somehow found out that the spirit was going to turn upon its summoners okay and that is why clay had to leave the town and that is where kind of the story takes off from there like so she's like what do i do now I think part of the reason I love the story is it plays to, like, the thing that you and I love so much about stories that, like, oh, by the way, magic is real. Yes. <laughs> by the way, right? Yeah, like, you've just been living it- your life, and by the way, there are spirits and magic, and you can summon things and do spells, and... Um, and you've been missing it this whole time. Like, yeah. You didn't, you didn't know it was happening. You didn't know, and now that you know, what are you going to do with yeah. your life now? Um, and by the way, it doesn't necessarily make everything great. Like, there are repercussions for the magic. Um, so it's super interesting. And the other thing that's really interesting about the story is um, it's populated with all kinds of very interesting characters. Lots of um, LGBT 
characters, lots of different gender identities um, uh, going on. Um, and it's all just like, that's just like who they are in it's the just story. There. Yeah. yeah. It's not a story about that, but it exists in the story. Yeah. Which is which, nice. Which is like interesting for me to read. Like I said, one of the things I've been doing this year is like making an effort to read about people who live different lives than me. And so I wanted to like read about, you know, different people and, leaving and different spirits lives. Spirits that stuff. live different <laughs> lives. <laughs> different and spirits. Uh, undead rabbits. That are like murdering people yeah. and you stuff. You always want to know what a, a deer murdering a person <laughs> felt like. And now you know. So it's Sounds like, cool. it's a super interesting story. Like, I really didn't want to put it down. And then I found out there was a second book. Already? Yes. Wait, I thought this whole time that this book had just come out. It, ha- it just came out in 2017. And now the next book just came out in 2018. Okay, the plot double thickens. Why doesn't our library have this book? <laughs> well, I don't know. You have to talk to our library about yeah, that. I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I, granted, I'll, I'll be honest. I know we can't have every book, you know, but I mean... If you heard, you, you heard about it, right? Yes. Which means, which means there's lots of buzz. Would you, lots of buzz would you about classify this, this as a YA book? No, it's an it's adult. An adult book. fiction. Okay, yeah. adult. Hmm. Although I do think high interest for teens. I think teens yeah. would be interested oh, in sure. like reading about like a cool town where a bunch well, of like cool people I, are hanging. I, out. I say the same thing about <laughs> our one of our favorite book series, The Magicians. Yes. Adult fiction, high interest for teens, especially yeah. older teens, you know, especially that first book, you know. Yeah. Um, it sounds really cool, actually. It was really cool. I got totally sucked in. I'm probably definitely going to have to read the second book. What's it called again? It's called The Lamb Will Slaughter the Lion. By? By Margaret Kiljoy. And what's the second book called? The second book is called, I believe it's called The Barrow. The Barrow Will Send What It May. Ooh. Yeah. Ominous. It it sounds very ominous. And the covers of these books are really cool. Would you recommend too. this book to me? Definitely. That's a hard definitely. Yeah. I've been recommending it to a lot of people because it's it's very interesting okay. and very mysterious, very suspenseful. Huh. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. It's a stuff I've been loving. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that goes, uh, I guess if we're ever doing a stuff we love and I go, so did you like it? You're really, like, nah, I just straight loved it, bro. <laughs> straight up I loved this it. book, brav. <laughs> brav. Uh, Tales from the library! library! Tales from the library, tales from the library, read some books, read some books. We also have online resources. (laughs) You, me, you, me, you, me. Okay. Who? What did I say first? You said you. you. Okay, so then you. Okay, me. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did I do? Um, what's your tale, Miss Tess? Um, this past fortnight at our library, we had a program called Kindergarten Here We Come. Yes. Where we um, throw a little program for anybody who is going into kindergarten this year mm-hmm. um, because that can be a little anxiety-inducing. I found not just for kids who are going to kindergarten, but for also their parents. Um, 
and grandparents um, and you know, just family members who care about them. Um, it's, uh, it's a big milestone to go to kindergarten. And so we do this program where basically it's just like a hype machine for kindergarten. We're like, yeah, you're going to kindergarten. It's going to be awesome. We, we, and we like. I mean, the wheels on the bus, they go round and round yeah, for days. We, we read stories about kindergarten and we do little crafts that like get you excited for kindergarten. Like we, you know, we like practice our handwriting and we practice tying our shoes. Important things. um, But the highlight of the program. The the crown jewel. (laughs) Is that we take a practice bus ride. Uh, We invite a bus driver from the school system to come. And uh, they give us a little talk about bus safety. And then they drive us to a close by school. Very cool. And um, then they drive us back to the library. And so if you had to ride the bus to school. Um, you don't have to do it for the first time on your first day of school. You've already gotten those first day jitters out of your system. It's one of our staple programs. Like we do it every summer around this time. And I love it so much because like you said, it's good for the kiddos, but it's good for the grownups too, because, and I'm not too sure about, because the program is held at each one of our branches and for new listeners, Tess and I work at different library branches in the same library system, but, um, it's good for the grownups too, because did they have some... People like um, people from the schools at yours, like from the um, health department, or yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the past, um, we've even had like some teachers come yeah. out, and some principals if they're able to make out. it. And yeah. I like that because yeah. sometimes, you know, like you said, it, it, I, you know, Freya is only like a year and a half, so you know, we haven't crossed that bridge yet. But I imagine it's a little scary, and it might be nice if you can put a face to like that principal who, yeah. you know, is now gonna watch your child, you know, all day long, you know, so. Yeah, so it was just really nice, and I I heard a lot of comments afterwards, people saying, like, thank you so much for having this program. You know, we were really nervous about riding the bus, and now we're not nervous about riding the bus. We're like old pros at riding the bus. This is no big deal. And so um, it was just, it made me feel really good. So good. The end. um uh, I thought your stuff or your tale was going to be that no one was kidnapped on the bus this year. <laughs> yeah, last year was a little, last year, a little and, dicey. And, and were you on the bus? <laughs> I or? was not. So, so listeners, last year, I believe the kindergarten here, you, you, were you there? No, last year, I sort of delegated this program to two other staff members and um, they got on the bus with the bus. We did not have, like, we usually have, like, a a, a typical bus driver, like, who's come, like, the past few years. Yeah, it's like, he knows the, the drill, person. right? Yeah. Well, we had a new bus driver, and I guess we did not go over with them, like, what we normally do. And so instead of driving to the closest school, they drove to a school, like, about 20 or 30 minutes away. And I believe... They were worried everyone was being kidnapped. Yeah, and they didn't think to, like, take their phones with them, so they couldn't call the library to say, like, help us. And the two staff members that um, did the program, they're both really sweet ladies, and neither of them thought to, like, go up and ask. Like, hey, where are we going, buddy? Like, like, when they got back and they told me this story, I said, I would have marched right up there and said, hey, where are we going? Can we turn around? around? Like, this. Uh, What I keep thinking about, and uh, because I know (laughs) that sometimes, like you said, the parents will go on the bus with their kids. 
But sometimes the kids are like, no, dad, I've got it. Let me go on by myself. I just keep thinking of some of the parents that might be still at the library going, it's been 20 minutes. Where are my kids? Luckily, you know? none of the parents were really, like, the parents They were thought, just like, yeah. Yeah, the parents thought, this is normal. Oh, this is what we do. Goodness. Yeah, the, it was just really my two staff members that were, like, freaking out. And like, so this the, year, we definitely made sure that we knew bus drivers exactly like, what we were doing. I got a whole doing. new crop of kids from my murder machine. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. These and, suckers, I pull up in a bus, they just put kids right on it these and suckers i went on the bus and i had my phone very with me nice and we made sure that that did not happen but yeah that was a little comical i call it a, a fun adventure yeah and no one was kidnapped no one was kidnapped uh my tale isn't directly from the library but does involve library staff members um in our area we are having i think it's a new um new chapter of the organization called p flag which stands for parents and friends of lesbians and gays and they just recently had a foundation to try to raise some money for their organization Mm -hmm. and you probably saw this because wasn't there the email was sent out did you see that yeah our i don't remember if it came from our director or our deputy director but saying like hey would anyone be interested in going to this um it was basically a brunch and it was like a raised foundation to kind of show like Library support for this new organization. And so I went. I got a ticket on the company Dime. But then I paid for a ticket for Amanda and Freya. So they came with me. Oh, fun. And and we had a table uh, set up um, that was library staff members. So we were there. Our director, Michael, was there. A few other staff members were there. And we were there to support this organization that, to be honest, I think is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was nice, and I don't think this was advertised in the email from our a deputy director, but I found out later when I looked up the event on Facebook that it was a drag brunch, <laughs> which was, I knew, but a lot of staff members did not know. Not that that matters, not that that would scare people away, but like, like I think some people were pleasantly surprised, but I knew and I was very excited because I've only gone to one drag show before at um, the- At Nelly's. At Nelly's up in DC. Yeah. At DC. And we've actually never been to one before because we were going to go to that yes. one and it just didn't work. And then I went to this one and you weren't there. But maybe one day we'll go to to our own drag show. But um, it was Freya's first drag show. <laughs> Baby's this first is, drag this show. This is where I uh, – this long story, Freya's first drag show. And um, it was very cool because, uh, first of all, uh, huge, huge turnout. Like when we pull around the corner and it was at this local – I guess – I don't know what it's called. Like banquet hall event kind of place. Not – you know. Uh, I think it used to be like a – a restaurant like a Smokey's Joe's or something, and then it went out of business and became a venue of sorts. But when I pulled around the corner, it looked like it looked like opening day for episode one. Oh, people, that is awesome! People lined around the corner, and, and and for 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 listeners who may not be familiar with St. Mary's County, um, that is not something you would think of when you think of our 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 county. So seeing such a phenomenal turnout, and from talking to members of P Flag that were working the event. No one expected to get that many people That's there. Amazing. And this is a paid event. I don't remember how much the tickets were. They they weren't like break. I think they were like 20 bucks, 25 bucks a person. And it was like a brunch, like pretty standard eggs and bacon and, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, such a huge turnout. And what was nice, this turnout was, was, was mostly families and kiddos. You know what I mean? Because it really, if, if anyone was to go there that isn't super familiar or comfortable around the LGBT community or or drag queens. Everyone has their own level of comfort. They may have ideas about that this show isn't 
for kids mm-hmm. or for families. And it was advertised as a family-friendly drag show, and it was. But if you go there, you see families there. You see kids uh, it was just phenomenal. So anyway, the, the queens come out and they, they come out one at a time and they usually do like a slow song. And I'm not super, I don't really know. I know none of them were Lady Gaga songs, so <laughs> I don't know a lot of popular music, but um, they usually do a slow song and then they do a quick costume change and then they do a fast song. Nice. And it was amazing because first of all, I saw my director waving dollar bills like a champ at these queens and um, seeing a bunch of little kids. I'm Standing glad up. that Michael was prepared with dollar bills. I think he, I think he knew. I Good. think Michael, Good. Michael was prepared, and our buddy Brian was there too. Which I don't know if this is. Well, I was gonna. My, Brian and I were talking, and it might be a conversation that was not for for everyone. I think I know what. Do you you're think it's okay? To. Well. <laughs> you and I can talk later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's such a great, and our pal Am was there, and everything, but um. Anyway, uh, the first, the queens are coming out and they're singing and, and Amanda, we're talking with Freya, my daughter for new listeners, and we're signing beautiful. She's so beautiful. And they, yeah. Aww. The second queen comes out and Freya sees her and she's like really into it because they're wearing these beautiful costumes and they're, they're these tall, like amazing, you know, and you know me, I'm a big fan of like the heavier drag queen. So we had two of the Jiggly Caliente variety. You love the plus size. I was a happy camper and the the one queen comes up and, and Freya signs. Oh, beautiful. She signs beautiful. And I was just like, I had this moment because listeners... You turn on the news, right? And it's hard to keep that spark. Yeah. It's hard to keep that spark. You turn the news on, you look at the radio, and then you see your daughter looking at a drag queen. And it's a beautiful, it's beautiful. Also, she figured out real quick what the dollar bills are for, too. Because we gave her one. We gave her a dollar bill. And she was like, I was kind of like helping Freya shake her hand, you know? Yeah, shake it. Yeah, yeah. And the queens right away came up to Freya and, and all the kids. Because they, you yes, know, yes. I I later talked to the, the main, I don't know what her title is, but the main P-flag person that okay. was t- giving speeches. She said the queens were so excited because they don't normally get to perform for kids and families, yes. you know? She said she went back there and so said, guys, we advertise this as a family event, but just a heads up, there's a lot of kids in the audience. And she said they were so excited, Good. you know? And so they were coming up right to the That's kids. So awesome. They are coming right up to Freya. And so I'm kind of helping Freya with the dollar bill. But what happens, we're, I think there were like five or six different performers there. And once we get to like the third one, uh, she's walking by and she's singing her slow song. But the second she did costume change to the fast song, Freya grabbed that dollar bill and started shaking it. But she was funny because she's shaking it. And then she started shaking it to like the woman behind me. Like she was, <laughs> she was just shaking it at everyone. Like she was shaking the dollar bill. But um, it was just... It was, it was just such a special Freya's moment. like, this is what we do now. Yeah, she's like, I just, I just wave dollar bills at people now. You know, this like, is what, you're really pretty. Here's the dollar this bill. This is what we do. But it was just such a fun experience. And it was just so great to not only just to show, but to see that kind of support from the community. That's you know? amazing. And, and to see, frankly, like I know there, there <laughs> just a little bit of real talk. There is a big debate going on right now in our politically charged climate about the role of libraries and that. Uh, whether they not that it's taking sides, but whether they are truly neutral to the bone, or 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 what do they do in their displays or their collection? It's a complicated process, uh, a conversation. But it was so nice to see so many. Uh, an email was sent out. You saw it. I'm sure they were probably like, does one person want to go? Just to have a, a seat at the table to say one person from the St. Mary's County Library System was there, and we had a table filled. You yeah. know, it was. 
five or six people. To be honest, when I saw that email yeah. go out, that's what I thought it was. And I was like, Ooh, I don't want to be the one person who goes for the library. Oh, Had yeah. I known we were getting like a whole table together, I would have totally gone. Yeah, well, I was a little... Well, I thought that I thought that this fell under your library stuff on a day off. You know, which is fair. You know, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, you know me. Because I know that I know you're a big fan of the the drag scene. You know. Yeah. The you know, so I was a little. I didn't know if you were. I didn't know who would be there. So I didn't you know, know if me. You were I gay. love drag brunch. It was, it was really good. even though it's a library thing on a day off. I figured that's what you make the exception but for. I was like, ooh, do I want to be like the one library the one person. person? Like at the oh, I don't think I do. But had I known there was gonna be like a, a whole table, I would have been. I need these tissues now. Again. Now here's what I'm curious about because I heard about I heard about it, and then I heard them. Our director was there. Now, have you heard of Drag Queen Story Hour? This is like a national yes. phenomenon. Yes. And, and now that our director has seen the children waving the dollars at the drag queens and what a joyful experience it was, do you think there's any chance that we could get a, a drag queen story hour? Okay, so test the story continues. So at this point... <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, um, if we have not made this clear yet, I feel like this is a time to give a little disclaimer type thing, is uh, Tess and I work for the St. Mary's County Library System, but our opinions and views do not reflect at all what the St. Mary's County Library System's opinions or views are. That's true. Okay. Having said That's that. That's the disclaimer. That is a disclaimer, just to make sure we're this all in the clear. Li- this podcast is completely independent of the library. This is Thank you. me and Eric as private yeah. citizens we're just these we're, are just we're just two people doing right a now we are recording just in case you know we are recording at tessa's house yes. not on library property and we are using personal equipment not purchased by county funds or anything like that it's this is a microphone 39 p.m in a home that is my own private residence yeah. just in case there's any Eric's confusion private laptop this is my laptop that i purchased my mic and all that jazz uh, so I did give my I gave my business card and Miss Elizabeth's business card to the main uh, P flag person, and mm-hmm. I, I feel bad I don't remember her name or actually even what her title is, but she was the one who who she was given coordinated. Yeah, and it, it was basically a, fun, uh, a fundraiser and and a um, to uh, um, recognize people who've contributed large amounts to this cool. organization, which is a story itself because they had people stand up. Like, please stand up um, this group, you know, different organizations in the area. And I have to admit, we talk a lot about on this show about not making assumptions about people based on their appearances or what you think, like, oh, here's an older white guy. I bet I know what he thinks about these topics, mm-hmm. right? And that's a trap we all fall into. And I have to admit that when, like, one was, like, the Steamfitters Union, these dudes that stood up, if I saw them on the street, and I, this is the zone of no judging, and I'm being honest with myself, I probably would not have seen them as big P flag supporters, supporters at all, which is wrong of me, but I, I'm willing to admit it. And they were, they got like the whatever, like they had different tiers. They were gold level supporters, you know, amazing. But anyway, at the end of the event, I gave uh, Miss Elizabeth, our teen librarian, uh, her business card and my business card to the main um, organizer saying, uh, hi, I work with the library. And I, we're always looking for partnerships everywhere, but just a heads up that we've got a table here and we're open to doing a partnership if you like. Basically, what are your goals? And if the library can help you out, whether through the meeting room or anything like that, right? The uh, This woman called me back 
two days later. And she said, uh, they are booking the meeting room. So once again, (laughs) anyone from the public can book the meeting room. And um, anyone can. Anyone from any organization. She booked it on her own. Not not a library program. But she said, we're booking the meeting room um, every one day every month in Leonardtown, my library, to kind of like get interest you know and it's she said we're still figuring out what it is but it's kind of like a a people can meet and talk about what they need and how can pflag support uh the people in our area the the youth and adults and she invited me to this meeting to meet i guess they've got like a pflag board you know to talk about uh you know what a partnership would look like or if a partnership could happen that kind of thing what we have to offer what they have to offer and i was like yeah well well, i would be happy to go there it's coming up at date of recording it's uh next week next wednesday um, she did tell me, she said, and I, I have to tell you just because I told our performers that they asked me, they said they've never performed for kiddos and families before. They absolutely loved it. And they wanted to know if it would be possible to do, a, they didn't call it a story time, but a, dra- uh, a reading, you know, and I was honest. Once again, my personal opinion is not those of the same as kind of library system that I said, I am interested. I said, there are barriers to that potentially. Um, a quick, not to get too real, but uh, we did have a library program. We Not a library program. There was a group booked our meeting room to do a sexual education talk. And it became a whole thing in our county where people were very upset that this program existed. Not a library program. Once again, a third party where anyone can book it. They were very upset. And they seemed to very much latch on that the presenter, Miss Bianca, was an open bisexual woman. That was something that very much upset them. And so we had uh, people picketing in front of the library. It was a whole thing. And frankly, I think it was a wake-up call for a lot of people in our library system going, what is going on? This is my home. And I see people walking around in front of my library saying you know, we don't like these types of people, you know. Um, by the way, Miss Bianca was there as well. Oh, nice. She was there. And Michael introduced her as a personal hero, this man. Wow. I know. I know. You know, anyway, he introduced her to the rest. Of, I don't know if everyone's met Miss Bianca and she came by. She was sporting a real good haircut and <laughs> she was amazing. But anyway, so that's where the conversation left off. I said, well, I'll be happy to talk with you guys, see what's going on. And I'll talk to my director, see what barriers are there, if that's something we could do or something we can't do. I mean, and this isn't a secret. If you guys wanted to book the meeting room, not a library program. And have kids come, not a library program, and read books, not a library program, and advertise it how you ever you want, not a library program, you are free to do so. This is, <laughs> you know, what's yeah. the thing. So it could still happen. Yeah. Library sponsored, that's a separate thing that yeah. I think one day maybe right now book the meeting room. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. I think book the meeting room, you'll have our support, you know? So having it be an official library thing is a separate thing. One day maybe. So that was a long tale. That was a long tale. But boy. That's so cool. I know. What a great tale. Oh my god. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and Eric, did you happen to learn any life lessons this past fortnight? I'm I'm always swimming in life lessons, Mustache. <laughs> did you learn a life lesson this week? I did! That's great! Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am I, I I should ask you this do you ever have a hard time uh picking like cuz we we narrow ourselves to two stuffs we're loving one tail and one life lesson when it's our turn yeah. is that hard for you cuz it's hard for me usually no oh really 
It's real easy? <laughs> yeah. Like, it comes up to recording, you're like, these are the two stuffs. Yeah, it's usually really? easy for me. Yeah. I'm usually like, I'm like, I don't know which stuff, man. <laughs> and that's why I usually have so many stuffs I'm loving that I, I have to like, I try to divide it up. Like, this one is an experience and this one's a book and this one's, a, and try to spread it out. Really? Yeah. Man, you really, when you love stuffs, <laughs> you love stuffs. Well, the, the, uh, for me, it's difficult. Actually, it's usually like, oh, crap, what was I loving? <laughs> what am I loving? <laughs> I Shit, I usually mention this, but I, I forgot Ugh, I that. I got come up with a tale. I got come up with it. And then you do the thing like Josh when he was our guest, <laughs> our guest on the cast where he's looking around. He's like, I guess uh, the weather the is The weather? Nice. Which, I mean, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but we do encourage our listeners, even if you don't email in, to think about stuff that you're loving. Because when you do uh, spend time looking for stuff that you're loving, you happen to see that more often. Or sometimes it makes it more challenging, I guess. You know, <laughs> uh, My life lesson is, um, for new listeners, my daughter wears hearing aids. She's 18 months old. She's been wearing hearing, hearing aids uh, since she was 11 weeks old. Um, and hearing aids, fun fact, are very expensive. Hearing aids, at least the brand we have, are Starkey hearing aids. They provide free ear molds. That's the part that actually fits into the ear. Free ear molds for the first year. So we've kind of been out of that warranty for a couple months. And that's important because uh, children's ears grow so quickly and you want it to be a nice firm fit. Um, each hearing aid is about $3,000 a piece. So that's $6,000 on my daughter's head uh, every day of the week. Uh, keeping in mind that young children like to do all kinds of crazy things that involve jumping around and getting uh, food and junk and water and all kinds of things that are not compatible with sophisticated listening devices such as hearing aids. And the other day I misplaced them. <laughs> At the end of the night, after during Fran and my uh, our bedtime routine, right before bath time, I take the hearing aids out. I always tell her to. I'm about to take your hearing aids out, just in case, you know, so she yeah. knows, so she's not alarmed. I'm about to take your hearing aids out because they're not waterproof, so we have to take them out before bath. And I to go one, two, three, boop. I take one out, one, two, three, boop. Take one out, wave to your dragon because you know the picture. I go wave to your dragon. She waves to the dragon, and I put them on a side table. Freya takes her bath, all her stuff. Once she's asleep and once she's like, I give it some time. I usually straighten up the house. I go back and I grab the hearing aids because they're in her room. And we've got a little um, like caddy because hearing aids, just like any other sophisticated type of equipment, uh, needs constant cleaning and maintenance. And so every night there's a cleaning. It's not super involved, but it involves an alcohol wipe, cleaning the excess wax from the um, the mold, uh, cleaning the glue, because sometimes we use toupee tape, double-sided tape, to tape them to the back of our ears so that they stay on. Uh, we clean that off. We get a little um, brush that has like a little, I don't know what the word is, but it's almost like a, 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 a snake, like for a drain. Like if you want to unclog a, a drain, it's real tiny and you put it in the little ear hole to knock out any chunks of earwax. And there's a little thing that puffs a little bit of air so you, if you need to you can detach it but anyway it's a whole thing and normally i go and i clean it and i put it in this little container that um i don't know what the word of it is but it's like a dehumidifier so you put it in there it absorbs all the all the liquid um that might be in there like sweat and all that stuff to keep it in good working condition when i grab this caddy i look for the hearing aids can't find it cannot find them first time it's ever happened where are they You've been to my house, Tess. How big is my house? Not that big. 
Just like three rooms, maybe. Yeah. You know? I'm looking around. I look in Freya's room. I don't see him. I'm looking on the couch. I don't see him. And I, I should mention, at this time, while I'm straight... It was part of my straightening up the house routine, like straightening up from Freya, and I uh, usually clean the hearing aids, and then I roll into making uh, a meal. Hello Fresh meal. And I could not find it. I was listening to an episode of Rather Be Playing, which uh, at the episode beginning of this episode, we mentioned our buddy Steve-O. He's one of the co-hosts of the Rather Be Playing podcast. Phenomenal episode. But I was distracted is what I'm saying. And I'm like, where did I put it? And I see in my hands, I have garbage in my hands. And I said, did I throw them away and I brought the garbage to the caddy? You know, like you just yeah. got mixed up. I look through the garbage. I can't find them. I'm not, I'm, I'm like going to the bottom of like gross, nasty garbage. I look under the pillows. I'm doing the thing where like I'm looking for five minutes. I was like, oh, I'm not finding it. I'm looking for 10 minutes. I'm not finding it. I'm looking for 20 minutes. I'm not finding it. I'm looking for 30 minutes. I'm looking at my dog, Sasha, going, did you take them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in the past, there was a, a, a moments where she would take, um, uh, like, f- when Amanda was still breastfeeding, like, her nipple shield. Because I think she liked <laughs> the, the milky taste of the nipple shield. And so I was like, is this a thing? And I'm looking at Sasha. And Sasha's looking at me like... Why are you looking at me like that? And I'm getting desperate, Tess. I'm looking 50 minutes. My house isn't big. I'm doing the thing where I'm looking in the same place. Yeah. Five, six times because I'm out of options. A man that comes home. I'll be honest with you. I was hoping to find them, have them clean before a man even came home because I didn't, one, I didn't want her to worry. And two, I I lost them in my five by five. My house isn't that small, but it's not a big house. I lost it somewhere between this spot and that spot. Where could they be? Amanda comes home. She's looking. Amanda's super cool because she could have been like, you know, what did did you do? You know, but she's just like, let's look. Uh, We got to find them. We're looking around. We're looking around. I'm looking. I'm frantic. And I was like, okay. Where is, I'm, I'm questioning myself. I check in the fridge because I'm like, yeah. am I, is this early? I mean, all joking aside, I know this might sound like a joke. Is this early onset dementia? Like this feels like a, I put something down and it's not their situation. And I sit down on the couch and I just sit there. And I'm not, not even thinking, just sit there. I'm sitting there. I didn't think about the stone rabbit that I referenced two episodes ago, but I'm, I, I entered the stone rabbit. I'm sitting there. Fred, Amanda's looking. Don't even think about Amanda looking. Just sit there. And I was like, what were you doing? You know, just sit there and think. And I thought to myself something, and I don't remember where I read this. I don't know if this is something I read about like a, a tenet or like an idea in Buddhist philosophy or something, because that's something I, I've been trying to read in my free time that I've got kind of an interest in. But the idea of, the idea is that I already, the idea that the problem isn't I need to know where I put it. The, I, the problem is I know where I put it, but I need to remember where I put it, Right. So I sit there, I take a few breaths, I think about it, and it's almost like it's almost like magic. And my head, in my head, I go, Freya's book bag, and I walk to the book bag. I know that they're there before I even find them, and they were there, perfectly fine. You know, all of this to say, life lesson, <laughs> you know, life lesson and life story. Um, <laughs> take a few moments, and I know. This is your cue to be like, is this a meditation thing? (laughs) Take a few moments. It's not a meditation thing. Just sit. Slow that mind. Whatever you're pondering, whether it's a work thing, whether it's a thing at home, whether it's anything at all, you already know the answer. You just haven't remembered it, you know? And it was was like magic, Tess. I found it. I felt a wave of relief because it was like I lost a wad of six grand. Yeah. You know? Not only that, I lost a wad of six grand and 
I don't know how long it would be for us to get a replacement right. parent, which is all time that Freya would be spent not having full use of her, her hearing, or at least close to it. And as a parent, you're thinking about speech development, you're thinking about all kinds of stuff. And um, life lesson, just take a moment, especially in times of stress, sit. Five minutes isn't gonna kill you. Whatever's happening, unless it's like there's a bus coming, maybe I should sit and figure <laughs> out, don't do that, get out of the way of the bus. But if it's something that you're pondering, just sit. Just don't even think about it. Think about anything. And you know how people say they get the best ideas in the shower? It's because when you're in the shower, you're on autopilot. You're not thinking about anything. You're just doing your stuff. And that's when they pop right in. Nice. That's a good life lesson. <laughs> Thank you, Tess. Be I really appreciate that. Be the stone bunny. Be the stone bunny. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Are you ready to have yourself a positivity party? Let's do it. <laughs> There it is. Yes, start dancing, girl. Dance, dance, dance. Lately, Freya's been going, go, go, go. And then she'll say, stop. Go, oh. go, go. <laughs> oh. um, guys, welcome to the Positivity Party. It's like, it's how we like to end every single one of our episodes by thinking about stuff that we're thankful for and something we love about ourselves. What's something you're thankful for, Miss Tess? Um, have you ever heard of Tiger Bomb? No. Wait, maybe. What is it? <laughs> it's um, this stuff here. I can get some. Oh, I'll keep dancing. Okay. <laughs> Tess is retrieving Tiger Bomb. It is. I'm looking at it. You put it. Well, you're supposed to like put it on. Here, I'll just hand it to you. You can look cool. at it. Um, you put it on your body when you're in pain. Mm. Um, and um, it like is like it does this like cooling, tingly sensation. And uh, it it doesn't do anything really. It just distracts from the pain. And um, I've been using it on my head uh, when I have migraines, and it um, it feels nice. So I'm thankful for Tiger Bomb. <laughs> Very nice, Tiger Bomb. If you like to be a sponsor, um, I am thankful for everyone who stops at stop signs when they are driving. Oh. I am very thankful. Yeah. Each and every one of you, if you stop at a stop sign, and I mean not to be like that guy, a stop, not a rolling stop, right? A stop. Thank you so much. As a dad who walks his daughter around the neighborhood in a stroller, thank you for stopping at stop signs. Uh, what is something, oh, listeners, say something that you're thankful for. Excellent. Yeah, do you want to smell the tiger ball? I do, smell I it. do, let's see. I should have <laughs> put my nose right in, it's strong. <laughs> I mean, it smells good, but it like opened up like all my pores instantly. Hey, Eric, what's something that you like about yourself? Uh, something I like about myself is how much I like to read. You know, oh, yeah. I love reading. I'm always, even though I don't have a lot of time to read, I'm always in the middle of a book. And I usually have a nice stack of books of things that I want to read. And it feels very strange to me to think that there are some people that either choose not to read or simply do not enjoy it. And and if, if that is you, listeners, or, or anyone you know, no judging, but it is some of my, it is such an amazing experience that I, I, I wish everyone uh, enjoyed reading. And What's it's this? So good. What's yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, you know? What's something you you, you like about yourself, Miss um, Tess? I didn't think of anything, but you know what? I stop at stop science, and I like that about myself. You know what? <laughs> good quick thinking. 
Hey, you listening to this, real quick, say something that you like about yourself. Maybe you like to read. Mm. Mmm, maybe, maybe. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode. This is episode number... <laughs> 36. This is episode number 36 of Same Team, y'all. My name's Eric. My name is Tess. And if you would like to email us, tell us the stuff that you're loving, a tale from a library, or a life lesson, send us an email at... SameTeamYall at gmail.com. Yeah, we recently wrapped up our uh, What Are You Loving email contest, but really, we would love to hear from you... Uh, 24-7. Yes. Just hook us up to an email, uh, a machine, and just pump those emails into our brains. <laughs> uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, that handle is at same team, y'all. Um, we would love to have you join us. Yeah, and if uh, you really like to listen to Eric and me, mm-hmm. uh, you can also follow our podcast, Same Peaks, y'all, where he and I watch the very exciting TV <sighs> shows. Twin Peaks yeah. and talk about it. Same Peaks, y'all. Uh, it is the daughter cast to the Same Team Y'all <laughs> cast. It is also the cast where I start off a skeptic going, what's the deal with this Twin Peaks show? And become a true believer. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, be the change you wish to see in this world. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. I was going to ask, do you ever, bye, bye, bye. Do you want to sign off? Like I've got to sign off? I don't. Or is your sign off bye? Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, then I shouldn't buy as well. I should go, uh. <laughs> what should you do? <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> Do some level checking music for me. Oh, I'm checking our levels. Oh, our levels need to be checked. Oh, I'm checking our levels. You know this is going to end up at the end of the cast, levels right? <laughs> need to be checked. Oh, the levels, levels are checking and uh. checking. The levels, uh. levels are checking. Yo, girl, stepping up. What's going on? Check those levels. Hey, in the thong. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. Are thongs family friendly? <laughs> it's just an item of clothing. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know. One wears. Okay. You ready? Okay.